what's really important to us is that we can tell a clear story with our products. And whether you take pastry making, whether you take surfing or dancing or ceramic arts, for us, whenever we looked at these potential collaborators, we saw immediately that there's a visual component and it would be very easy for us to translate that into a sneaker design. That is the voice of Johannes Quote. He's the co-founder and co-CEO of Koyo, and he's my guest today on Authentic Influence. I'm your host, Adam Connor, and I can't wait to bring this one to you today. I performed this interview on the floor of the AMC movie theater where New York Advertising Week was being held. So if you hear any background noise, that's why we are right in the thick of it. And we get straight into the thick of it with this interview. We talk about why Johannes founded Koyo. We talk about how they ended up manufacturing in a Chanel factory. We talk about some of the collaborations they are doing with what might be unintuitive partners for a shoe. We talk about how they curate community and finally what the brand's outlook is over the next couple of years. I'll step away and let Johannes and the buzz of New York Advertising Week fill your ears. So without further ado, from Koyo, this is Johannes Quote. All right, everybody, I'm here at New York City Advertising Week with co-founder and co-CEO of Koyo, Johannes Quote. Johannes, thanks very much for joining today. Thanks for having me, Adam. And you've just come out of a session uh, with a couple of other folks, some, some friends of yours, I think, uh, yeah. talking about uh, the rise of direct and how people are using the, the rise of direct and digital and how it maybe is impacting some things that are happening offline as well. I want to jump into all of that as well as get some of your thoughts on authenticity in general, the ways you're building community all that sort of thing. But let's start with the founding of Koyo. Take me from the founding to this point. How'd yeah. you get here? Um, we started Koyo about three years ago, but there was some time preceding that. Yep. I grew up in Germany and in a couple of other places in Europe. And since I went to high school, I've been fascinated with this product, high-end sneakers. I used to follow the French and Italian fashion labels, saw what sneakers they came out with and saved my money to every once in a while buy a pair. And that fascination held up for a long time. At some point I started my first job, I worked in consulting and um, part of that program of my company was to go to the US to do an MBA. And that's what took me to the US in 2013 when I at some point ran through my pairs of shoes that I brought to the US and I was looking for a new pair and I started looking in the American market and soon realized, wow, there's, there's two things that are really different. Number one, the price level of these kinds of shoes that I like. High quality Italian made sneakers is so much higher here than it is in Europe. And number two, they're much, much harder to get. And at the same time, uh, we were hearing a lot about new direct-to-consumer companies. Warby Parker was just growing big yep, at that absolutely. point, Bonobos. And it was one morning when I woke up and thought, hey, why don't we do a direct-to-consumer high-end leather goods brand? And that's how it all started. Yeah. And so now here you are. I, you know what? I like to paint that picture in my mind of like, you know, you just run out of shoes. You just decided to start your own shoe company. And there you go. You start putting them on your own feet. Very nice shoes, by the way. Thanks. Uh, out here in the live uh, space at New York Advertising Week. I need those shoes quite a bit walking around. Uh, <laughs> exactly. People are going to get their steps in. Um, so then since that founding and now here you are today, I want to know some of like the core values that you hold as, as co-CEO as you lead this team forward in the way that you're building the brand out and building community. And then we'll jump into the specific stuff with the session today. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, one super important value to us is craftsmanship. 
another really important uh, value for us is owning and establishing a direct relationship with our customers. And, and finally, we really value storytelling as a brand. So those three are really the founding values that we hold high. And jumping into each of them, craftsmanship, we make all of our shoes in Italy. So uh, they're all made at a Chanel factory, really at the upper limit of what's possible in terms of craftsmanship. And when you say Chanel factory, is that Chanel is in the brand that we all know Chanel? Is that a different... What it's, is that? It's exactly that. We were lucky when we found them. They were just a family business that was producing for Chanel. But a few months after we started working with them, they got actually bought by Chanel. So uh, it was a lucky moment in time that we got in just at the right moment. I would say so. Yeah. And we keep that value super high. It is very important for us that people have the perfect product when they buy a pair of Poyos and we focus on that very much. The second value is, um, the second value that's really important to us is that direct relationship with our customers. So we're a direct to consumer company and we make most of our sales through our own website. The second most important channel is our own stores and that is 90% of our revenue. We do a little bit of wholesale on the side, but really direct sales is our focus. And building that relationship with our customers, making sure that each of them uh, has an incredible experience going through the whole process of buying a pair of Koyos and also builds a bit of an emotional connection with our brand is really important to us. And then finally, storytelling. We want to go beyond just being a high-quality, craftsmanship-oriented sneaker brand, we want to inspire people to do interesting things in their lives. And for that reason, from the start, when we kicked off Koyo, we have done a lot of activities around telling interesting stories that inspire people. We've done collaborations with people that personally inspired us as co-founders and that we wanted to share with our community. For example, we've done a collab with Dominic Ansel. Like people here in New York know him really well. He's the guy that invented the cronut, which is this famous mix between a croissant and a, a donut. Right, lines up around the block for it. Exactly. Yep. And he himself has an incredible life story. He grew up in nowhere in France and found this passion of his, which is culinary art. and really dove deep in that field and at some point he became a patisserie chef at another point he won the James Beard Award he's one of the most recognized pastry chefs in the world and his, his story his rise to the top of pastry making was one that we found extremely inspiring he's incredibly creative he works with his wife who is incredibly creative and they're just an amazing team that we wanted to collaborate with and that story we shared through a sneaker collaboration. That's really interesting. I wouldn't immediately put together those two disciplines that of, you know, creating a world famous uh, dessert pastry whatever you want to call it and a shoe collection. What other kind of folks are you bringing those uh, those disparate backgrounds together through? 100%. That's probably the thing that we're really good at, bringing those people with different backgrounds into our collaborations. Next to Dominique Ansel, we've done collabs with 
Quincy Davis. She is a world-famous surfer. We've done collabs with Ben Medansky. He's a ceramicist based in LA. We've done a collab with James Whiteside. He's one of the best ballet dancers in the world and at the American Ballet Theater here in New York. And you could think that those are all completely different, but what really combines them, what really connects all of them is their drive and the fact that they are doing something that can easily be translated in a in a visual product like a sneaker it's like regarding the drive all of them have dabbled in different areas then found their field of passion and have invested hours and hours and sometimes decades of their lives in that field of passion are now among the world's best in what they do and regarding that visual component What's really important to us is that we can tell a clear story with our products. And whether you take pastry making, whether you take surfing or dancing or ceramic arts, for us, whenever we looked at these potential collaborators, we saw immediately that there's a visual component and it would be very easy for us to translate that into a sneaker design. Yeah, wow, I'm learning a lot right here because again, different disciplines that I wouldn't necessarily put together, but really interesting. Um, we'll have to you know, dig much more deeply into that. Yeah. But let's start, uh, before we do that, into today's sessions and the sessions for this week. Uh, you were sitting down with some other pretty impressive brands. Uh, Roan, who for the listeners is a future upcoming interview, and Bombas, which uh, we just did this morning, actually. Um, and you were talking, or the, the subject of the session uh, was all about the rise of direct, how, people are, how that's influencing people's offline strategies, but generally speaking, just building strong customer experiences. From what you've seen and from the folks that you sat alongside today in your journey in quota to date, how much more important over the last, say, year or two has customer experience become as opposed to really anything else when it comes to attracting an audience and building a community? It's incredibly important. I wouldn't even be able to disentangle it from everything else that we do. We want our customers to have an incredible experience, whatever the touch points are and through whatever channel we're working with them. And since we're owning uh, the relationship in 90% of the cases, yep. uh, we are always thinking about the customer experience. Um, we're monitoring it. We're looking at net promoter score for uh, as many transactions as we can. And we always think about how can we improve the experience for our customers. Yeah. And when it comes to the, the devoted wearers of, of Koyo's products and uh, and when it comes to funneling those stories back into the community I'm curious about how you're able to capture the stories of your faithful wearers and how you then turn that back to your potential wearers perhaps to as we would on, on the show might say increase the authentic influence that you have with both customers and prospects yeah we're very fortunate to have an engaged customer base that love to tag us when they post photos to Instagram and we're very diligent at looking at who's tagged us and using those images across our platforms. We repost user-generated content on Instagram, we post it to our website and we see that it really helps. People love seeing that the product exists in real life and there's real people that are already fans of the brand that gives a lot of credibility and a lot of trust and confidence in our 
brand. Is that also some of the ways in which you've been finding these potential partnerships or are those just things that you guys are thinking of like solicited off the top of your own head? The partnerships came through so many different channels. There's some that we approached proactively. There's some that came through our friends and our extended network. And there's some that were inbound, really a, a huge mix of different channels in which our potential collaborators came. Uh, it's, a, it's a big funnel. <laughs> we look at many people and have these initial conversations and then it crystallizes pretty fast whether there is a cool story that we want to tell and whether there is a potential for us to turn whatever they are doing into something visual, which are again the two important things that we look at for collaborators. Yeah. So let me switch gears a little bit because you've built the brand to date, obviously, and created some pretty amazing partnerships uh, along the way, some pretty amazing growth. Where do you see Koyo as a brand in the next few years? Well, Koyo is a brand that stands for a certain lifestyle. We started with sneakers because that's a category that's really dear to us. But in the end, what we promote as a brand is a lifestyle where the lines between professional and personal life are blurred, where you could end up in a professional situation at any moment of, of the day because you meet somebody that is important for whatever you're wanting to achieve in the field you've picked. Or you could be in a personal situation, like seeing an old friend that invites you out for dinner spontaneously. And what we've noticed is that these lines, these fields blur and, and become intertwined in many ways. And what we offer is the accessories to support your confidence, to support your look in each of these moments. So anything that will help us achieve that for you is something that could be a category for Koyo at some point in the future. Got it. So plenty of possibilities, plenty of potential. In terms of capturing uh, the way that people express themselves uh, through these different lines and also just through how the brand is growing, I want to talk for a second about authenticity because people define that in so many different ways from quality of a product to the way that you, uh, the way that you converse and, and work with your customers, your prospects. What does authenticity mean for you in the lens of, of Koyo as a brand? To us, authenticity really means being aware of the core values that drive you and finding that emotional connection um, between yourself as a marketer and the brand. So both me and my co-founder Chris, we've, we've talked a lot about those values and for us a key value is the ability and the, the hard work to achieve something meaningful in your life. So we wanted to create a brand around that notion, around that value and everything that we do is connected to this value. So this is really the, the litmus test that we do and um, that, we, that we apply for any brand activity, whether it's our product quality or the people that we collaborate with. Every time we ask ourselves, does that really fundamentally connect to this core value that we pick for ourselves? So staying true to yourself is, is a, as you say, like a route to becoming authentic as a brand. Yeah. I'm curious then as to some advice that you may have. A lot of listeners of this show, uh, listeners are going to recognize this is a question I ask a lot, but they are marketers. They're students of the craft. They are building their own brands from sole proprietors all the way up to Fortune 500 marketers. And uh, this is a topic of interest. I mean, 
you know, the words like authenticity, being purpose-driven, staying true to yourself have become no hotter than they have been this year, I would say, ever. What would your advice be to somebody who's maybe listening to this and looking to become a more authentic marketer or push their brand to become more authentic, given your experience in building Coyo to what it is today? I think a good example is in the field of uh, influencers, which is a hot topic right now. Yep, another one. And what we're observing is that there's this rush to working with many different people and often there's just a lack of connection between the people that you work with and the story that you want to tell with your brand. We're being approached every day by dozens, hundreds of influencers, uh, mostly Instagram, that want to work with us, that want to promote our product. But we look at the profiles and ask ourselves, okay, what's their way of telling the story that we want to tell? And often we just don't find that connection so much. So we decide in more cases than, than none that we don't want to engage with this kind of partnership. Rather, what we want to do is go back to the storytelling. Pick a few people that really deeply connect to the story that we want to tell, like a Dominic Ansel, like a Ben Medansky or a James Whiteside, and tell their full story, make people aware of their achievements and how, uh, how those achievements connect to the spirit of Koyo. So telling deeper and more aligned stories is what authenticity means to us in that case. Do you think that this shift also has anything to do with perhaps a growing sentiment and skepticism in the market of influencers as a true source of genuine advocacy for a brand. I see a lot of you know your typical influencer posts on Instagram, social, wherever, and it seems that more often than not, a lot of them are doing it just for the incentives that come to them for putting on a pair of shoes and saying, I love these shoes. So how do you, does that factor into it at all um, in the way that you sort of target and tailor and ultimately stay exclusive with who you work with? Yeah, 100%. So I'm sure that there's a market for this kind of um, transaction, if you want. Sure. Um, it's a good way to put it. <laughs> there, there's a certain value that's being provided by an influencer for a brand. And that value, yeah, comes at a price or like somebody can ask for money for that but the problem or the challenge with that is it's very intransparent and it's very it's very hard to put a number on the value that an influencer provides to a brand so figuring out the exact market and and where it solves what a fair price would be is extremely hard and I believe that in the last years there was an overshooting of some sort where a lot of brands of by fear of missing out were pouring a lot of money into this new market yeah and the value might not come back from um, from these investments right yeah that's just questions I've been asked uh, and the questions that I ask because things like attribution and, and does somebody ring true um, that is a big question. In yeah. fact, in a lot of cases, people are turning not, not only to these very select individuals, but also, uh, the, the, let's say, the average Joe, if you like, the, the regular consumer of your shoes, somebody who is a passionate follower, maybe an even better brand advocate. So anyway, I just figured to ask the question. Yeah, and 
it's funny we have these conversations with influencers that reach out and we we talk about prices and then we hear their proposal and we're just wondering okay who is who is paying these enormous amounts well it turns out there's still a lot of people that want to pay these enormous amounts and yeah. i mean if if it works for them that's that's great we have stayed away from it so in the history of koyo we've never paid an influencer um, like just to post we do gifting collaborations if there's somebody that's really exciting and right. reaching out to us or if we get to know somebody personally and think they're great then we might give them a pair of shoes but we don't pay for any posts and when we do collaborations those are commission based so a share of the sales goes to our collaborators and right. the wonderful thing in that case is that our incentives are completely aligned both the collaborator and Koyo we want to sell more shoes and put a lot of energy into the launch make it an exciting story and and yeah get the crowd hyped about it yeah and that's always great when the incentives are aligned like that I think that alongside the influencer economy has become the the affiliate economy which is sort of seen as, as in my opinion just as like a, a more sort of like lower looked upon channel because at least from the influencers perspective it's well it's not as lucrative but it is truly for a brand i think a better way to attribute sales back to activity that's happening online so interesting to hear your thoughts on that but i want to round out our conversation because we've talked about what's been happening today we've talked about what the vision is for the next couple of years talked about your history to this point i want to hear what's immediately next for koya what's coming up that you're excited about uh that uh that you can't help but share <laughs> We have a couple of really cool products coming up. So we recently onboarded a new designer. She comes from Balenciaga and she was instrumental in some of the big hits that recently released from that brand. Yep. And now she's working for Koyo. So we've been uh, very busy working on our spring summer 2020 collection and are prototyping right now. In fact, yeah, we're going to Italy next week to see the next round of prototypes and do final touches on the collection. And I'm absolutely excited to be launching that. Yeah. Uh, and last question, a pure curiosity. What's your favorite pair that Koyo is putting out there right now? Well, I know it's I hard. It's like picking a favorite child, but I got to ask. I live in New York. I'm always wearing black like most New Yorkers do and okay. I love all our black sneakers so we have this one coming out actually right now it's a black canvas sneaker with a tonal black sole which I'm definitely gonna rock all fall that's right all right well uh, glad that you are <laughs> for those <laughs> for those <laughs> I think we just like I put my hand out to like say well it's great to talk and we dapped it up unintentionally so that was great that's a no better way to end than that uh johannes thanks so much for coming on the show today be great to hear your perspective have a great rest of your week here and it was a pleasure to see you live thanks so much adam great thank you for having me thank you so much to johannes quote for joining the show today if you have an idea listeners for a collaboration that they should do maybe you should chime in seems like they're open to some really varied backgrounds and it seems to be working very well for them so far if you like this show, you want to hear more. A couple ways you can stay in touch. You can subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can check out all of our episodes at podcast.bavoom.co. You can also check out our LinkedIn page, Authentic Influence Podcast. And if you want to write me an email, go ahead and do that, podcast at 
govavoom.com. That's a slightly different email address than I've said before. And of course, my personal email will be in the show notes should you choose to write me personally. But any feedback you have for the show, guest ideas, industry ideas, I'm open to pretty much anything so long as it falls within this general topic of conversation. I'll be back again next week. As I said, we're upping the cadence here with another great story about how a marketer is mobilizing their masses and becoming more authentic every day. And it's really interesting. We're coming to you with eBay's CMO, Susie Deering. So I can't wait to present that to you again in one week's time. Until then, and for Authentic Influence, I've been your host, Adam Connor, and you'll hear from me again next time.